This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, we watched 2000's Ginger Snaps. After watching it, I am super excited because I'm eagerly anticipating the sequel, Marianne Snaps. <laughs> When you told me we were going to watch this, for some reason, all I could think about was cookies. <laughs> well, yeah, there is a reason. I know there's a yeah. play on words there, but... Oh, yeah. sit right back and you'll hear a tale. No, that's that's not cookies. That's that's Gilligan's Island. I know, big that's silly what I was face. thinking when, you, when yeah. you said that. I always like Marianne well, well, better. Men who has on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> I like Marianne better. She was my, she was my favorite. Everybody liked Marianne better. That's not true. I heard a podcast the other day where somebody said they like Ginger better, and I wanted to jump through the radio and strangle them. <laughs> what are you, Norwegian? <laughs> so, welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honey, You Should Watch This. We are a wife, that's me, and a husband, that's you, who enjoy oh. watching movies together, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Our with, taste when can we differ. have time, <laughs> and we are exploring those differing tastes here on this very podcast when we have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just said it a second ago. October is a rough month for us. Yes, it's October a rough is month. Very month month. We were watching this movie for October, with the goal to record it before Halloween, and now it is the week before Thanksgiving, and we apologize. We were going to watch this and do a double feature the night yes, we watched this. We, we were, were going to watch this in American Werewolf in London. Yes, we were. Guess how many we watched, folks? Uno. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uno. Uno. You only got one card left? <laughs> Uno. So, uh, apologies for being late. We seem to say that a lot. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to figure that out. Maybe now yep. that Greg is. Uh, a high-powered executive. There you go. We won't have to deal with that Somebody garbage got a anymore. New we'll job. have some time. And football's over. Football season for me is over. It's not over on the world, but for me it's over. Right. So I have significantly more free time. I had to take that money while I could take it, babe. I could I make know. it. I had to. But I ain't got to do that no more. I know. I know. It just, it just makes it difficult because spooky season is my favorite season for movies. And you're not a very big horror movie fan, so it just has a lot of opportunities for us to watch new and interesting things together and I'm, I'm getting there i'm coming around i know i I'm know coming around. And so we just really can't do it like we'd want to so we are going to regroup a little bit and and figure out how we can give you all the best podcasts we can give you you're gonna give me all the best podcasts you can give me no um our listeners you know but you said you you are listeners not you no it's url it's not you are <laughs> listeners it's url earl <laughs> I got a million of them, folks. I can go all night. Um, all right. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap up our Halloween season on <laughs> November 16th. <laughs> Just because we want to make it last. When did you watch this? We watched this a month ago, didn't we? We watched this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, probably like the almost next to last week in November. 
Yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, was pretty October, close. sorry. Yeah, it was pretty close. So, again, uh, we appreciate you guys waiting on us. Uh, we're going to. What we got? Are we going to do one more? Is this it for the year? Um, I think we will try to do one more for the year. Uh, December is going to get busy for us as well, just as it is for anyone. Um, and uh, so we're, what we'll try to do is we'll do a special episode um bring back our friends barbara and jacob um and do a double feature on venom and venom 2 okay um because we've wanted to do that for a while and so let's do it good enough let's do it good enough all right we're gonna revamp and retool and come back in the new year bigger better exactly the same stronger hopefully (laughs) than ever we can rebuild it we have the technology we have the technology what if we had the $6 million? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> if we had the $6 million, we'd have a hell of a podcast. That's all we do. If we had $6 million, I could afford those pies I ordered for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So do you have a question to ask me? Yes. What are you getting me for Christmas? I'm not telling you. Oh. Uh, why did you have me watch this? This is a movie um, that kind of... I did not realize until I started researching. I didn't think this movie was made in the 2000s. All I knew was that this movie was a, something a little bit different than some of the teen horrors that had come out. So it's a, it was, I know when I watched it the first time, I had absolutely no idea what to expect. And I just appreciated some of the uniqueness of it. But at the same time, you can see its influences and you can also see the in the other movies that kind of it influenced its influence on that oh i that's a sentence with a lot of influences in it so are you under the influence <laughs> no not no, right okay. now no okay seltzer water <laughs> seltzer water and diet pepsi everybody <laughs> excuse me excuse me whoa yeah pepsi zero sugar Ooh, yeah there totally you go. different yeah all right. Yeah. All right. Do the synopsis, right. and then I have a yes. statement. Okay. Yeah. Let's do the synopsis because it's been a while, and we probably don't remember what we watched, right? Okay. Well, I, I grabbed this off of Wikipedia, so excuse me being a copycat, but good enough. It's been a little crazy. Okay. In the town of Bailey Downs, a rash of dog killings has been occurring. Bridget and Ginger Fitzgerald are teenage sisters who harbor a fascination with death and as children formed a pact to move out of the suburb or die together by the age of 16. One night while on the way to kidnap a dog owned by the school bully, Ginger begins her first period. The scent of blood results in the girls being attacked by the creature responsible for the maulings. The creature bites and wounds Ginger and Bridget rescues her. As the girls flee... The creature is run over by a van belonging to Sam, a local drug dealer. Following the attack, Ginger undergoes transformations that concern Bridget. Ginger's wounds heal quickly, and she soon starts to behave aggressively. She grows hair from her scars, and she sprouts a tail. Ignoring Bridget's warnings, Ginger has unprotected sex with a classmate, furiously beats Trina in public, and kills the neighbor's dog. Bridget finds Sam for information on what his van struck, and they agree that Ginger was attacked by a werewolf, and she's transforming into one. Together, Sam and Bridget must work together 
to try to save her sister. Uh, it was directed by John Fawcett. It stars Emily Perkins as Bridget, Catherine Isabel as Ginger, Chris Lamesh as Sam, um, and it has an appearance by Mimi Roger as Pamela Fitzgerald, Bridget and Ginger's mother. Um, Je uh, Jesse Moss is played by Jason McCarty, and uh, Daniel Hampton plays these girls' bully, Trina. All right. So what did you think before you went into this when I brought this up? Um, I kind of knew what to expect because I had seen you watching parts of it. Okay. I remember I think I caught the last scene. Mm -hmm. Like the very last scene. Yeah. Like spoilers where someone spoilers dies in the last. <laughs> um, and I, I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was working here in the office and I'd walk by at the kitchen and, you know, whatever, the living room and see you watching it and such. Um. I mean, I expected a werewolf movie, you know, about teenage girls and stuff and kind of knew what was going on. So there was nothing really that surprised me in this. Um, I want to change the format a little bit tonight because okay. this is this is the first movie that you've picked for me that I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Yeah. Like... And I, I plan to talk about that with you. There's very few movies that we've done that I didn't have an opinion one way or the other. Mm -hmm. uh, I've liked most of yours. You've hated most of mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's she she agrees, ladies and gentlemen. My <laughs> movies, she hates. Not all of them. But like even like Gone Girl, mm -hmm. I didn't like it, but I could appreciate it for what it was. Right. I don't no. I don't know how to feel about this movie. I'm okay. I'm very I'm I'm confused and conflicted. Okay. Much like um, I just don't I, I I'm I I'm concerned and I think some of the questions that I have mm -hmm. might be making me feel a way about the movie that I shouldn't okay. like like you know what I mean like am I missing something am am I is it is it was it like this for a reason and sometimes when we talk about it we put it in perspective and I and but. Most of the time when we have a conversation about the movie, I already know how I feel about it before we start our conversation. I, do, I can't think of a movie Is that you like had... movie therapy for you? Is that... It might be. It may be. <laughs> what, what? How does that make you feel? Um, like, I, I can't remember a movie that you've, give, that you've had me watch that I did not like. Okay. Um, I know there's one that you just didn't like, and I can't remember what it was. Gone Girl was one of Gone them. Gone Girl was one of but them. But I liked it up until it became a procedural that was a procedural going wrong. But regardless. Right. But this one, I, I I, I guess I appreciate it and I understand it. I'm just not sure if I'm supposed to like it. Okay. I guess is, is, what, I, is what, I, what I'm saying. Okay. I have some thoughts on that, too, and I, I, I think we can probably get into that a little bit later. Okay. Um, because I do kind of want to explain. I have it right here. Um, you know what you didn't care for in it because I know you said you didn't. You know you weren't quite sure about what it. What were those? What were those topics? Because it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's just like just you know the narrative. Um, you know, I know you thought there were some plot holes in it. Um, you know, other things you didn't care for. Um, and I want to talk about what I can appreciate about it. Okay. Um, and I think some of those. Um. Some of those feelings also may be gender based. Negative. Um, maybe. Negative. And that's not a that's not a judgment either way. It's just there's some things no, in this movie me. I think that 
women could probably relate to a lot better than men. Look at the baby. Look at the baby. Judging me. Judging me. Look at the baby. <laughs> Ugly baby judges you. Um, um, what I thought was... Um, there, there are two quotes that I got from um, some blogs about this movie that I thought were, were particularly insightful. Was one of them Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death? No. Okay. I got that um, wrong then. I scratched that off. One is from um, the blog called Morbidly Beautiful. Um, and it says, at the time, okay, so this is in the 2000s, Wes Craven's Scream and other teen ensemble slashers were all the rage, happening just years before Ginger Snap's release. While Sidney Prescott fearlessly followed a long lineage of final girls, such as Laurie Strode in Halloween and Nancy Thompson in Nightmare on Elm Street, Ginger Snaps challenged audiences to see women as the hero and the villain all at once. Okay. Um, How is Laurie Strode a villain? Ginger Snaps. So Ginger is the one that challenged to see How is she the hero? Cole, you're kind of rooting for her to be cured right it doesn't make her the hero mm-hmm. well, that's just i mean yeah, blogger's opinion yeah you're rooting you're, yeah you're rooting for her to be cured but that would mean that her sister would be the hero right okay right um the other thing is was from the blog medium and it says body horror is widely examined as a subject as as well, let me start that again. Body horror is a widely examined subject in the genre. The Fly, The Thing, Eraserhead, all other werewolf films. But the lycanthropy as an allegory for puberty feels radical and innovative when re- reinvented through the lens of the female perspective. Ginger's transformation into womanhood is analogous to her evolution into a monster. That's a dire statement, but not far off from the truth of how some women feel as their bodies change. Adolescent hormones are terrifying, confusing, and unexpected, specific to the individual, as this story is told with studious, subversive, satirical awareness that avoids devolving into the monstrous woman trope. Okay. I don't, so, th- I don't think I understood half the words in that. But. <laughs> Basically, um, you know, the onset of her period is kind of timed with her being, you know, transmuted into this werewolf creature. Um, you know, which in this particular movie, it's kind of more of a virus, um, is kind of an, you know, exploratory horror is being that adolescent and going through that change is a terrifying thing and makes you feel like a monster because you, you're, well, puberty in general just makes you feel like something different. Yep. And especially to your parents, (laughs) I think, you know, you would, uh, you know, adolescence is a, is a scary time a scary time to be around kids that are going through it um i think that's basically what they're saying here okay um there are a lot of different things in this movie um that are not um that are interesting to explore but they're definitely not things that sit with you well um like we had talked about before um when we talked about let the right one in this is this is this the second time around that I'm watching this. It really illuminated for me the that toxic relationship between Ginger and Bridget. Like the first time around, it didn't really hit me as much, but Bridget's kind of a bully to Bridget a little bit, like she's pressuring her to do the things that she wants to do 
while Bridget is starting to kind of fall away with that and because they're both obsessed with death. Right? I think I think that Brit Ginger's a bully in the respect that Bridget doesn't want to do certain things mm-hmm. and Ginger knows it's what's best for her. And it, air quotes, what's best for her? Mm-hmm. She's not mean to her. Right. She just forces her to do things that she doesn't want to necessarily right. do. Okay. I kind of see like Bridget like the I mean, one of the most entertaining parts of the film is kind of the beginning montage where they are doing this photo essay best, on death. Best, best part of the film, right, hands down. Right. And I was like, what in the hell is going on here? This is great. Yeah. And then and then basically, I mean, she has to really, Bridget really has to be coerced to participate in it like they had planned to do it. And I think maybe Bridget was kind of changing her mind. So it kind of speaks to me that Bridget's kind of growing into her own person and and Ginger is really trying to keep a clamp on that because she's trying to hold her to that pact they made when they were kids. See, I took it. I yeah. took it that one of them wants to kill themselves, Bridget, and Ginger doesn't. Ginger, Ginger had promised Ginger, Bridget that they would kill herself. Themselves. I think it was the other way around. Okay. I think it was Ginger that was kind of holding fast to this pack, and That's Bridget's right. and like, Bridget's like, you know what? I'm kind of growing up. I'm getting my boobs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, Ginger's the older one in this, by yes. the way, but. Um, even though the, she's younger. And the other thing to me, the second time around about this, I mean, it creep. There was there was a part that creeped me out the first time I watched it, but the more I watched the mother in this, the Mimi Rogers, who's fantastic in this. So many questions. Um, but you really like you see how she treats her husband and all this thing, but she's like so doting over her kids. And the kids are living in the basement. So you're like, I don't wonder what's going on in that family. And to me, that's the most frightening part of this movie. Well, that, that family is uh, is really messed up. To, we know that because uh, the father seems like he cares. Mm-hmm. But the mother seems like she doesn't care about the father, but she cares about the family. Mm-hmm. But they have them living in a half-finished basement right. that is not built right at all. Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that because I'm a high powered executive, ladies and right. gentlemen. You're high powered um, construction executive. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um, I of course I was looking at that going, now ah, that would be wrong. That wouldn't do it like that. Yes. <laughs> this of course. House does not. Of course, this house is going to fall down when they build that shit. <laughs> They're literally going to put the drywall up. It's going to implode upon itself. Um, but she's also like extremely forgiving of certain things to deal with her daughter, and right. then like Hitler esque. With her husband and, and 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 other people, it's really yeah. They speak about going to therapy together and all that. She's I, she's the one that should have been turned into the vampire. I think the kids are living in the basement Werewolf. by choice. I think so too. Um, because one, they think it's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I also think they want to stay as far away from the parents as they want. You know, and part of that's being a teen, but also I think part of part of that speaks to what the hell's going on. Yeah. in that home. I don't. My problems with this movie don't have anything to do with the fact that it's a female. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with um, uh, multiple things throughout the movie. My my problem with this movie is I'm having a hard time trying to decide if the good things that they did in this movie outweigh the bad things that they did in this movie. Okay. Like like a pro and con list. Like mm-hmm. which one would be better? I. I think that for a low-budget movie, which this was, this was made on a shoestring in Canada, 
Uh, also, it was made with a lot of people screaming about that it shouldn't be made because they got the go-ahead for this, and right before they started filming it, Columbine happened. Right. So, of course, Canada, as Canada wants to do, lost their shit and decided that they'll just lock the country down so nobody can have art or freeform anymore. And uh, they made this in a neighborhood kind of behind closed doors with people screaming at them, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know if that affected some of the things that they were trying to do or they like had scenes that they wanted to do that they may have altered. But it, it, probably. Made, it, it made it hard for them to get um, financing. It made it hard for them to pick up a, um, not a producer, but a distributor is the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, I there's no CGI in this movie, and that makes some of the special effects cheesy. But I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think I, practical effects. I, I like practical yeah. effects, and even though they weren't practical effects the way of a, a Nightmare on Elm Street or a big budget movie mm-hmm. was, they were still to the point that I'm like, okay, I can I can get on board with this. But then you had some of the dialogue and some of the story direction and some of the things that you were just supposed to say ah yeah i'll let it go and it makes it hard for me to let it go for instance the 19 year old the boy that gets killed at the end the drug dealer okay yeah the guy's got a fucking greenhouse that everybody in the town knows is he's a drug dealer where the cops (laughs) Where, where where are the cops um they're on their horses. They'll be on their way. Yeah, they're 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 off partying with Dudley Do Right, celebrating <laughs> the fact that the Canadians actually made it to the the cup. Um, th- it's things like that. They mm-hmm. they they do a good thing. They, it's a step forward and then a two steps back to me. And I don't want to not like it because I appreciate what they did, especially with how with what they had to do it with. I just don't know if it's something that I can look at and go, yeah, you know what, you should watch that movie because there's, yeah, it's like Swiss cheese. But there's just too many holes in that piece of Swiss cheese for me to enjoy yeah, the Swiss cheese. Yeah, I mean, I I can see that. I can see where some of it just seems like the script could have been elevated a little bit better. Um, but I think there are things that redeem it. Uh, I I get, and I don't think you've seen the movie Carrie. Not all of it. Yeah, I but I get, I get the. It's almost an homage part to Carrie, right? It is. Because there's a lot of um, through lines as far as, again, a woman's body changing um, and turning into a monster, right? Right. (laughs) Um, And it influenced a lot of other things that came after it. A lot of people will look at Jennifer's body and say, you know, that's... You know, I don't think that film could have been made without this film. Okay. Uh, you know, predating it. Um, there's also a movie, and I don't know if I really want to see it yet or not, but it also is kind of in line with that called Raw. And it's about well, two. I've seen that. Teddy Murphy. No. <laughs> it's funny. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, no. Not the same one. That's <laughs> the same one. Um, <laughs> this is a movie about uh, two sisters. Um, who are going to like veterinary school and one has been there for a year and she's coming in for her first year and they were raised vegetarian and all of a sudden they're forced to eat meat or she's forced to eat meat as like a pledge thing or something like some kind of hazing. Um, And it turns out that they're cannibals. 
And so, again, a very toxic sister situation, you know, it, it kind of examining that as well. That's so. that's one of the things, since we are in Halloween-y mm. area, sort of here, Halloween-y. that I have always struggled with knowing with and dealing with in a movie, is about the time that I find out there's cannibalism involved, it's just kind of one of the things that I can't, that's kind of <laughs> like, that's kind of like That's my, your line in the sand? I'm out, but... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, um, for instance, the movie Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. I've heard how incredible this movie is, but it's a Western that has, uh, they're dealing with some cannibals. And I guess there's this really, really bad scene in a cave. Mm -hmm. And everybody that I've seen says, oh my God, this movie is so good. That scene (laughs) in the cave. And knowing what it is, I'm like, ah, ah. Like, would I watch Star Wars if there was a cannibalism scene in it? (laughs) Probably not, right? That would make Star Wars a very different film. Completely different movie and off the walls. But I don't, I don't, we're not... We're not yeah. going to watch that movie. You can watch no, that movie. No, but no, no. I'm just that saying that like, okay. this this movie definitely has um, its. I mean, it has its critics, but it also has a lot of. And I think over which raw or ginger ginger snaps. Okay. I think it's had, you know, it's it's it has its fans, and as and people are still discovering it and really really liking it, and like I said, there's some things in there as like a female that I can see where they're making this metaphor, or this analogy, like in that scene where they got a tape they're in the school and they're trying to tape down her tail before gym class. Like you, you can relate to that because you've had to tape down no, your tail before no, gym class. But, but in high school and you know, I'm sorry if this makes anybody squeamish, but you know, periods are a normal thing in life. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many times like you'd be walking with like a, a classmate down the hall and they'd be like, I'm going to walk ahead of you. Can you tell me if you see my pad? Right. Cause you get paranoid mm-hmm. that somebody's going to know that you're having your period. Right. And, and so that kind of made sense to me when they did that. And I bet it resonated with a lot of other women. Um, you know, the the way that they kind of do the transformation and the fact that they did practical effects, I think up until you actually got to the the full conversion into werewolf, some of those effects were cool, like her back when she got the little spiny things on her back. Um, you know, as she continues to like act more and more aggressively and kill, she her makeup, change. her makeup when yeah. she went to the Halloween party was was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Like when she was yeah. walking through, like when she was going to go have sex with the drug dealer boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those those kind of things were were good, and the fact that it was done kind of done on a shoestring budget, um, I I think that those things make this film worth the watch. Whether or not it becomes a favorite in your rotation, uh, that's completely up to you. But I think that there's some of it, it it. You know, you had these in in the '90s this revival of horror movies and horror movies centered around teens, and they were more of a whodunit kind of situation, right? Scream is a classic whodunit. Yep. Um, I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. The Final Destination ones were the Final Destination. They ones, weren't a whodunit, but they were still the teen. Yeah, horror. teens and stuff like that. Yeah, but so this kind of took it. The Brady, like the a, Brady Bunch movies, the <laughs> spooky tiki amulet. Yeah, um, 
but you know this this was a little bit different than all that kind of broke broke in and it was kind of just bef- like was it, it was it was kind of kind of snuck in just before that whole torture porn area i think like I actually like think hostile and shit like yeah, that. I yeah, I think like Final Destination kind of opened the door for horror porn because the the deaths in it were so they it was all about how creative they could get with the death. Um so I think this kind of because it was so small and stuff like that, it didn't get a lot of its recognition. I mean, it did get they did make a sequel and then they made kind of a prequel, I guess, to it. But um, yeah, from what I understand and what I read, it played at a lot of festivals to really good reviews. Um, one of the things that was against it was its rating. It didn't get an under 18 rating anywhere, mm-hmm. um, which caused it to not do well in the theaters. But in Britain, when it was released on the theaters, it was uh, widely panned. But when it was released on VHS and DVD, it was one of the biggest selling of the year. Um 2015 somewhere it was but uh, Australia they or in Germany they did a big to do with it in 2015 also because of the success of the releases and stuff that's what caused them to make the the sequels in 2006 I think they made the sequel yeah. so they're looking to make it into a TV show okay that to me is better than the movie yeah I would like think. like and I haven't watched it because I'm not going to watch it because they took my one of my favorite movies of all time and they shit all over it and that was Teen Wolf. <laughs> kind of like that aspect. Right. I can see a ginger snaps. Okay, so mm. let's we touched on the mom. Yes. Let's go back to the mom. Okay. Okay. I have a question for you before yeah. that. With the mom, because the mom she was I mean and God bless Mimi Rogers, I right? Thought you had a question. She did. Yeah. <laughs> but with the mom, like she's very unsettling. Like it's she's very hard to read. You don't know what her deal is. She's creepy. There's, did you there's something off? Did you first suspect when you watched it? Because I it happened to me the first time I watched it. Suspect that maybe she was a, a werewolf. I almost said vampire. Um, no, I I thought she was a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you know what? I I didn't suspect that she was a werewolf. I just there's some there's something off about her for to, oh, for, sh- for sure to yeah. be honest. I don't know if it's a mental instability. Well, she did marry Tom Cruise, so <laughs> yeah, but that was before he was a wackadoodle. I think he was probably always a wackadoodle. You shut your pinky little mouth. No. no, it just was a highly publicized wackadoodle. Yeah, no, I know. I, I don't know. Uh, okay, my my biggest problem with the mom was they spent so much time making her a focal point of the movie because mm-hmm. she was other than the girls mm-hmm. she should be it should be the two girls the drug dealer boy and her that's the order that they should be built in because that was the amount of time and 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 the focus and they did nothing with her yeah nothing you thought you thought she was because you, she you was... thought maybe she was going to be there to help save ginger at the party or mm-hmm. That she was going to come in in the basement at the bottom and get off my daughter, you bitch, you know, or right. you know, something. And they left her at the party. They just took off. And that's it. And She's you don't gone. know where she went. Is she and- dead? Is she smoking weed? Is she having sex with a drug boy? Did she get eaten by who? What? Right. And and it was <laughs> She's just walking around with a Tupperware container now, full of fingers. I say that. <laughs> And I don't know what happens in the second one, but she's not in the second one now. I don't know if they got someone else to play her in the second one, but I, I feel like you spent twenty 
25 minutes of screen time right. with the mom developing this to give you a twist or right. or what's what's the one where they uh, Chekhov's gun? Yeah. Like she's a, to me she was the Chekhov's gun. Right. Like they're showing it to you, they're telling you that she's fucked up in the head, that something's wrong with right. her, it's crazy. Right. And she's that she going to be the twist. She's going to do anything to and protect nothing. her daughters. And, it, and like it left me it really left me empty because I'm like why did you get me invested in this character for nothing? Mm-hmm. That's like okay, here comes here comes Thanksgiving, guys. I don't like cranberries. I don't like cranberries. Okay. All right. This is what I'm going to do. For October, every day up to Thanksgiving, I'm going to eat cranberries every day, and I'm going to learn to love them. And every day I eat cranberries. And Thanksgiving rolls around, I'm like, oh, fucking love cranberries. And then you sit down at the table, and you're like, where, where, where are the cranberries? You ate them all. There's no cran... Exactly. <laughs> and that was... I don't, I don't understand. Dan that did they did they like not have time to shoot with her and I, don't I looked know. I looked I don't do anything at work anymore I looked it up <laughs> on the I looked up at the internet all over trying to figure out and I, I I googled her character and everything and you can't even get like critiques of what she did no, in the movie it's no, almost it's yeah. almost like hey have you seen that movie that doesn't have Mimi Rogers in it called Ginger Snaps uh what the what well, it's so funny because they like you're right. They build her up and they make her this like odd, quirky character, and you're like, "What the hell is her deal?" And being overly invested in her daughters and the, being concerned whether or not they're getting their period and trying to be like that overly mommy mom, you know. And then, then she kind of, but then she's like in this really hostile relationship, very hostile to her husband. And then when she does find, because what, what happens is they were going to, uh, I, does Ginger kill her dog? I know they were kidnapping it, but I don't know if, but she, the, the bully comes over the house. They, they, okay, the dog, uh, they specifically say online that you don't know. You don't know. You don't know if they killed it or if they kidnapped it. They just know that the dog is the dog missing, is missing, and it's never it's never talked about but again. But it's implied that Ginger did something. It's implied that somebody did something, right. and the thought process there is that they think the boy that she infected, oh, killed the dog, because hmm. she said she makes a uh, there's a comment where she makes an line. She goes. I want to kill that fucking dog, and I love that fucking dog. Remember, remember when she said yeah. that, or, or something about how I want to kill my own fucking dog. So it's I don't think they're they're suggesting the online geniuses, and I'm right. not saying that mean. I just don't know what other word to use. Are saying that they think that the boy did that before Bridget healed him. Okay. She kills the girl on accident. Well, the yeah, bully. the girl slips. Yeah. and falls because. Um, and then milk, milk. Yeah, she slips on milk. Who slips on milk? Um, it's Canada. Maybe it was frozen. Her- <laughs> well, Canada, you get the milk in those bags, so you never know. Oh, that's right. Um, but so she, they don't kill her. She just accidentally dies, and they go bury her out in the shed, um, like s- six centimeters deep. Um, but first they put her in the freezer to hide her and they (laughs) accidentally snap off her fingers, um, when they were trying to bring her out. So the mother finds the fingers 
And all of a sudden, she's on board stakes and all for her daughters. And that's probably one of the, the, the creep, the thing that gave me the creeps the most is she's driving around trying to find Ginger with Bridget. And she's like, I'll turn on the gas and I'll light a match. And it's very much implied that she will do it with her husband in the house. You know, and you're like, what the actual fuck? You know, when you're listening to her. But yes, you're expecting her to kind of be along for the rest of this ride. And they just leave her there. And you're like, where's the mom? That's the only thing I thought of at the end of the the first time I saw it was, what the fuck happened to the mother? And that was dark. She was willing to kill her husband. So this was, this is what I'm hoping they had in mind. Because I have come up with a theory that would make this movie the shit. Lay it on me. Okay. So the mom is like weird and stuff, mm-hmm. but she seems to have this intuition. Right. And she's focused hard on the daughters mm-hmm. uh, and their periods. Yes. So almost like they're talking about, you know, this has to happen because that makes you a woman or whatnot and blah, right. blah, blah. And in the movie, they, they talk about the puberty and the turning into werewolf. It's kind of a mix. Right. Okay. So the reveal is... That her and her husband don't get along because her husband is a werewolf. Oh. And she's like a Van Helsing. Okay. Okay. And she's trying to protect her kids because she knows blah, 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 blah. That's why she's okay blowing up the house and moving on. Right. That's why she doesn't want to be with them. That's why she's concerned. And that's why she knows all the shit that she knows. Because she literally just says, oh, hey, look, there's a body in the shed out here. How would she know that? There was right. no... Yeah, she found a couple fingers. She knew something was up, but it wasn't like she dug nine holes in the yard and went, oh, well, I hope I find it this time because I'm tired of digging. I thought that they were setting us up for this monster. The mom comes in at the end once she can't save Ginger anymore so that she can save Bridget. Right. So that she can take care of Bridget the way she takes care of the father, whether she's given him the chemicals or the, the sage or whatever. It just the and, Spain, yeah. and it just and it was like, all right, that movie happens on everything except a roll of one. Oh, one <laughs> critical miss. See, it, it, for me, I thought it was going to be like they were going to pull a Teen Wolf on you, and then you find out that the mom is actually afflicted with just this. as good, right? Just as good, and that's that how she, she could smell the body, right? You know, or something like that. I think I she's the I one killing the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Right, but then they say when when they find the one that actually was do it that it was it the body had a circumcised penis, so it was obviously a guy uncircumcised. But, oh, was it uncircumcised? Yeah, he says an uncircumcised penis, so it might see, have been a would, Jehovah's Witness. No, see, I thought it was <laughs> circumcised because you don't circumcise an animal's penis. An uncircumcised penis would wouldn't be anything of note. But All right, keep talking. That's that's what I thought, but. Yeah, I really thought the mother had a lot more to do with understanding what it was and being concerned about them having their periods because of, like you said, some kind of foreknowledge of what's going on. Um, I don't know. I don't know why why that the script was that way. It is a very frustrating part of the script because you're kind of on board with her craziness and everything at that point, and she just gets they just leave her there. Yeah, right? I I agree. It 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 was very. It was it was disappointing because I think that, and that's a that's with a, a Tupperware full of fingers. That's a couple. That's a couple <laughs> of things that just it. I don't. 
I don't fault a movie for swinging for the fences and missing. Mm-hmm. I don't fault him for swinging for the fences and it's, it's strike three. You missed on right. you missed on a hard slider. I, I get it. Right. But I feel like it was almost like, well, we've got Mimi Rogers here. We really didn't have anything for her as the mom. Let's just give her some dialogue, like in the island of Doctor Moreau. Mm-hmm. Marlon Brando had his little buddy that he wanted in the movie. So right. he made the producers and the director just put him in the movie. So he's in the movie for no particular reason, but he's there all the time. I feel like they're like, shit, we got Carl, Carl. That's fucking Mimi, Mimi Rogers is here. Quick, write 30 lines. That's kind of what it felt like. And Maybe. It was a swing, but just a. it wasn't even a swing. It was just a, just a huge whiff. And it really kind of sucked the life out of me in the last 15 minutes because you're like, all right, I'm waiting for her to come down the stairs any minute. She's going to have a yeah. fucking crossbow with a silver arrow in it. She's going to have a cross and some holy water. And, oh, look at that. There's the credits. <laughs> and we're done. And mom decided she was just going to get stoned at the party. <laughs> so, yeah. Pass um, out her finger sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that makes me struggle with this movie is they have taken... All of werewolf lore crumpled it up and dumped it in that garbage can right there. Well, yes and no. I mean, werewolf lore is spotty at best and all over the map when you really look at it as far as werewolf legends and lore. Disagree. Werewolves werewolves turn when there's a full moon. Not all, not in all legends, though. Some werewolves turn because some people turn into werewolves because they put on a pelt. Um, yeah, in, never in heard myth that and before. Legend. Oh yeah, never heard that before. I have it on the history page. That's great. History on the hist- channel. What movie was that in? It was. It's not movie. Oh, done. You are out of here. Myth. Out of here. But anyway, and I don't think it says okay. Even if it exists, mm-hmm. it's a one in 100 people that know that is what I'm getting at. Right. I don't mind if you tweak it a little bit, but I've I've never seen a werewolf movie or heard of a werewolf story where the person turned into a straight-up werewolf, where they weren't, like, cursed or demon-possessed or something like right. that. Uh, where they have, they have no faculty of control over themselves um, when they've turned... But they're not turned all the time. And listen, I watched the documentary "What We Do in the Shadows," <laughs> and those guys knew what was up. That's before... canon. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, it says right here that some legends maintain werewolves shape shifted at will due to a curse. Others state that they transformed with the help of an enchanted sash or cloak made of a wolf pelt. And others claim that people became werewolves uh, or became wolves after being scratched or bit by a werewolf. So, I mean, it's kind of all over the place. Some of these, like, they go back to, like, early myths and legends, like Norse myths and and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's kind of like what we talked about with with vampires. It's it's all over the place. It is, but... What you just read, even though it may be lore, nine out of ten won't know that as lore, especially mm-hmm. when you go to watch a movie. And I feel like 
if you want that as lore, right. you need to give us some sort of exposition. Right. So at some point, let us know that she's not just going to turn when the moon is full because they make a point of her circling October 30th on her calendar because it's the next full moon. Mm-hmm. So everybody who watches a werewolf movie will say, so she's going to turn on the 30th. She's trying to make sure that she doesn't turn. Yet the turn is a permanent turn. Right. Nope. They don't give us any nothing. I, I, I don't. And that kind of this takes is a, me out of it. This is interesting, too. I mean, I guess being bit or scratched by a, a werewolf would then like turn. But they, they really do it as almost like you know, sexually transmitted disease type thing because they have the the part where she has sex with that boy and it's unprotected. And then the next day he goes to pee and it's just bleeding all over the place. Ugh. And, you know, he starts to turn and it's it's a virus, you know, it's it's a that's kind of how they that's kind of how they play it off in this. But yeah. um what was the the herb that they were using? Wolvesbane. That is known to affect werewolves much as garlic affects vampires mm-hmm. it's it that's kind of common knowledge so you i can't say it, you say it creepy you say wolves bane it's a wolves bane <laughs> <laughs> a riot Whoa. is an ugly thing. yeah um <laughs> yes guillermo <laughs> did you bring someone to pull on my pee pee again um but okay yeah so Okay, so that was that was the second thing. Um, I, I guess the third one was it was just really too easy to kill a, a werewolf. Mm. I, I just um, well, we we had a conversation about it was that knife silver or not that she kills her with at the end, right? But we don't even know if. That's acceptable in their lore at mm-hmm. this point because it's. We know that vans do a number. <laughs> yeah, but and, and, yeah, but that's that's just it too. You know, I mean, like yeah. if you're watching something like Silver Bullet or Wolf or The Wolf Man. Oh, Wolf was a terrible film. It was a terrible. It was. It was a terrible film. I, I I get it, but I mean, we're calling we're calling back werewolf movies here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that doesn't that doesn't work. It is even in um, even in you know the Van Helsing or whatnot right. where you have to. It's just like a vampire. Yeah, um, I mean, narratively, some of there was there were a lot of holes, and there were a lot of things that you know have kind of morphed this section into maybe our I have questions section. But the the last thing that took me out of it, and this is going to sound really stupid, mm-hmm. it it really kind of put me on watch for things that I had very little tolerance for was the field hockey scene. Oh, before Ginger becomes a werewolf, right. And the bully girl knocks her into the carcass Bridget, yeah. of a dog right, in the middle of the field. Like no one would see that. Where they've been playing field hockey for months because that's what this movie felt like sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, they've been playing for, for the whole recess period and all of a sudden there's just a dog right in the middle of the field. Nobody said a word. Nobody's like, oh my God, it stinks. Right. And you're like, um, that that's... I don't, I, I, yeah, just, just hit her with a stick at that point. Just hit her in the back of the head with a stick because we will understand that you are trying to tell us that this girl is a bitch, mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm walking. Uh, what can we do to? Oh, look, there's a pit. Ah, right in the middle of the road. It just it it, it really was too convenient. Really yeah. sucked me out of it. Yeah. Let's talk about the good stuff. Okay. I thought for who the actors were, mm-hmm. they did a good job. They did. I, I the dialogue was a little weak, but you can't blame that yeah. on the actors. I mean, you didn't have. And what's funny too is um, they were in. I don't know if it was a Disney film or not, but they've they've played sisters in another film before, or like after this movie, uh, another Cinderella story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they were like. Um, they were interviewing both these actresses about whether or not they would want to have involvement in the TV show. And they were like, yeah, of course. But they also said, we think we just should like just play sisters occasionally just in something, you know, <laughs> just every, every five years or so. Uh, the it was- girl who played Bridget. Um, and I don't think you've seen this. So you Did you watch the the TV version of it. Pieces of. She is the young Beverly Marsh. Okay. She, so she's in, in the first movie. half of the movie. Yeah. That's the, that's the girl who played Bridget. All right. This was filmed in six weeks. Mm-hmm. Final cut was turned out in eight weeks. Um, I'm trying to... It's driving me crazy because I swear to God he says an uncircumcised penis. But it's okay. I'll find it on a break or something. Um, the uh, this was banned in multiple multiple sections of the UK. Um, okay, despite major success internationally in the UK and Australia, Ginger Snap struggled to get noticed in the US until HBO began airing it early in the two thousands, which was when it began to film uh, peak the interest of North American horror films. Uh, it was banned in. Let's see. Oh, come on! It was a fifth. It was the fifth highest-grossing Canadian film of two thousand one, which is pretty solid. Was banned from certain cinemas in the UK in two thousand one as it was seen as promoting violence among teenagers. However, when the VHS was released later that year, it was one of the fastest-selling horror films of that time. So, does that mean that they didn't allow Scream to be shown? In in the UK, I don't know. Because I mean. Let's talk about horror among teenagers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, I found the um, um, the lines here okay. about it. So, to Sam said, "See, I flattened an animal. Furry, all fours could be anything, but I'm thinking lycanthrope. That's crazy, huh? Book me in the rubber motel. I'm officially all fucked up, right? Bridget, what if you're not? Well, that would explain the human circumcised dick." Okay, there it is. So apparently, I'm I got to go to jail for six weeks, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I liked I liked the special effects. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound funny coming from me, right? Um, for the type of movie it was, I expected a little more blood, a little okay. more, a little more death, mm-hmm. because only. Although the, well, scene, she, she, the scene where she kills the janitor is great. Yeah. The poor I mean, janitor. Yeah, the poor janitor. Poor, poor Mr. Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was like about 10 minutes where shit went down. Other than that, it was just kind of, you know what I mean? Right. Um, 
but it was good. The, the the whole the whole scene where they were in high school that was that was pretty good. I loved I loved the the pictures, and and yeah. and their their little thing. I also they also caught me by surprise in the way that they covered up the girl's death in the in the kitchen. Right. Like they staged it like it was one of their pictures. Right. Which was which to me was really good. I don't know. I'm. I'm I almost think and that had they done this in a little bit more of a stylized way, it would be a lot better. I mean, I, I think it was good and I think it, it has its place. But like, you know that stylized feel that Heather's had? Okay. Almost like it's real life, but it's not real life because they had a certain way that they talk to a certain way that they dress that kind of took you out of everyday real life. Um, I th- because everybody was beautiful and everybody lived in big houses and, no, and everybody like had that. like, like the Heathers had their overly stylized look, right. And they each right. had their color and they each, you know, and they, they used a language that was not everyday slang, right. They created okay. the own, their own slang to kind of make it timeless. And, so they didn't like nail it to any particular place in time, but there was this feel to it like I'm watching real people, but this is not a real town. This is not a real, you know what I mean? I think had they done something like that with it. Almost like some of the stupid shit they it did in it remind you like a Parks and Rec, like I love my dead gay sons, things like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so like that kind of thing may have made it a little bit better. I don't, I think the, they put a lot of weight on this movie because of the relationship between Bridget and Ginger. And I think, I don't know, you know, obviously people read into this as a feminist film. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like had they done something a tad bit more stylized, those things that bothered you probably wouldn't bother you as much. Maybe. But. I Again, there's the movie itself and the way they shot it and stuff didn't bother me. It was like some of the choices they made with the roads they went down. Mm-hmm acknowledged we just hit a, de- a bridge out and mm-hmm. we're not even going to acknowledge it we're just gonna fucking carry on <laughs> like um monty python and the holy grail right where they're running along <laughs> and something happens and they don't know how to get out of it so they just like suck them up in a spaceship and bring them over and drop them down yeah. somewhere else and you're like it that it's right. like it's that's or, that's how I feel. Or they about, escaped the monster because the animator died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so a question that that something else that kind of took me out of it was at the beginning they're making these comments about oh such and such dog you know what I you know what I mean right. such and such and such dog. So we have a werewolf that is supposedly running the countryside because it does attack Ginger, mm-hmm. right? Um, it it's killing dogs apparently, mm-hmm. but there's no carcasses there's no police doing anything about it she gets attacked by a werewolf gets away twice right but there's the she's been attacked the front of his car is all beat to shit there's a dead body laying in the road that nobody cleans up nobody says anything nobody finds anything nothing happens there's nobody else that's been killed so this werewolf only attacked her she's the only person in town that's I menstruating, think... <laughs> you know. I mean, eh. Maybe if they'd have been going out into the woods, K 
camping or something. I can see it, but they were like at a park. I think, I think they were saying that the, there was like some kind of curfew because they didn't want people out. I don't remember, right? Okay. They weren't supposed to go out. All right. And they went out anyway because... Well, they, they weren't supposed were to go them. out because mom was a weirdo. <laughs> and she was worried about the werewolf dad that he was going to break... <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So um, let's talk about the drug dealer. I mean, I've, it's... That's kind of clever, right? Because if you're going to fight, they've got to fight this thing with Wolvesbane, you have somebody who's kind of a botanist, you know? <laughs> yeah, I typically, when I'm looking to score some Wolvesbane, I go down to downtown Clearwater and find, <laughs> hey, can, you, can, well, I, can I have some no, Wolvesbane? He goes, yeah, hold on, it's right here by my meth. It was more than that. I mean, he knew how to, I mean, he didn't just grow marijuana. He had other... No, um, he, was, he was straight up into hunting werewolves. That's the way I took it. That he, like, he... He had books on the subject. He mm. was researching it. He knew everything there was about it before Bridget ever showed up. Oh. You didn't take it that way? I didn't, no. I didn't, but it's it's interesting. I mean... Isn't there a scene, and you have to forgive me, guys, because it's been a while. <laughs> Wasn't there a scene where she was in the library looking yeah. for a book to try and learn about werewolves, and he walked in and said, it's over here? Oh, yeah, that's true. Remember? That's convenient, Yeah. The book, the book you're looking for, even though I have no fucking idea who you are, it's right over here. That right there said to me that this guy wants to be Van Helsing. Hmm. Well, Van Helsing didn't. In in the actual myth, Van Helsing didn't fight. He he went after all of the all the, of the all of the lore. Yeah. lore creatures. Yeah, he was kind of like the Brothers Grimm. Okay, um, but I just thought it was interesting too that that he was. You know, he's conveniently there, not just as the drug dealer, but he does know a lot more about plants and stuff like that. He had a little bit more depth through him than you'd expect from yeah. this drug dealer type. But um, also, it cracked me up. She's like, how do we cure? And he's like, well, you know what? We can get some wolfsbane, but it only grows one time a year, you know, on the south side of a ridge, two <laughs> miles south of, you know, Brisbane, Ireland. But only on years where the sun doesn't shine for nine days, to, and <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my God, that's going to be really hard to get." And she's at home throwing the trash out, a flower. But she goes, "Oh, ah, look, wolvesbane, found it." <laughs> I was like, <sighs> "Well, the, no, the mother picked it up. Like she bought dried flowers at like a Joann's or a Michael's, I or yeah." I, I, but that's what I'm saying. And and then she's Hobby like, "Lobby, yeah, because because <laughs> yeah, why would you go to why would you go to Michael's for your wolvesbane?" <laughs> I, Hobby Lobby for all your wolvesbane needs. Yes, <laughs> for all your. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not unnatural. Your all your supernatural fight, uh, crime fighting needs. Yeah, <laughs> forgive me, guys. I'm really, uh, really wore out from work today. Um, it just. Uh, also, yeah, there was some very convenient, convenient, convenient. things. Yes, I, I think that you're right. They did take shortcuts with that. I also love the part where they finally get the stuff made together. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to convince him that she's the werewolf. Right. And then she says something. He goes, yeah, I know you're not the werewolf. Well, no shit, Sherlock. She's not the werewolf. Look at her. She's not the one that has a tail. She's not the one that has fucking nine-inch nails no pun intended. <laughs> she's not. She's not the one whose teeth Acting are weird. fangs or. But she does. I mean, that slowly happens over time, which I thought was 
that I appreciated about the I movie. I did like, like that. I that's did like, like that. And every time she like killed something or got more aggressive, she got progressively more and more transformed. So like after she, you know, has her first kind of whatever, you know, she's got the, the streaks in her hair and she's, you know, definitely good, putting it out to, to show. Uh, so, so it's when she gets six teats, that's going to be really difficult. Ugh, that was so gross. <laughs> that was so gross. The, the three, the three booby lady and total recall. Yeah. Super hot. Six boobies as a werewolf. Hard pass. Um, all right, so so I'll ask this then. I said I didn't like the fact that they changed the lore a little bit. Okay. One of the most popular zombie movies is 28 Days Later. Okay. Okay. But they're not actually zombies. It's right. a situation where they get a virus and they call it the rage virus, right? Right. But everybody just says, okay, we're going to call them zombies. Right. So uh, is, it, is it okay to just take that poetic license to where she doesn't morph on full moons that she turns into a wolf that now is just a hunter. You see what I'm saying? Well, is, she, is that, I mean, are we, is it, is it okay that they do that? I don't she turns full wolf. I mean, cause you see in when, she, at the end, when she is in her final form, she's got human boobs. Yeah, but she's a werewolf. Right. So it's not that she just turns into a wolf. So it is a werewolf. It's no, just I understand not that, a, but she, a, okay. She's in her wolf form. Not let's werewolf. Call it, let's call it. <laughs> not earwolf. <laughs> or airwolf. Not airwolf. <laughs> not Scott Wolf. Um, but you see what I'm saying? Is it's okay? Is it okay that? I mean, should we? Should I be accepting that they just decided that that's what they wanted? You, you know what I mean? I see. I don't. I don't feel that. What's the word I'm looking for here? I I don't. I don't feel as slighted by that. Because, yeah, I'm used to, okay, silver bullet kills the werewolf, full moon, la-da-da. But the fact that they changed it doesn't bother me as much, I guess, as it does you. It, it, it doesn't bother me. I just... I feel like, I feel like if you're going to take that kind of liberty with it, you should maybe, maybe she shouldn't be a werewolf. Maybe she should be something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I should just let it go. Maybe I have let it go. <laughs> well, I did write down here that it's sisterhood talks behavior. Then I wrote the anti frozen. Don't let <laughs> it go. Where the younger, where the younger sisters trying to save the the older sister. Good enough. She failed. Good enough. I, I so let it go. Yeah, I I mean, I guess I guess that's it. I really don't have I don't know. I, I hate to have to talk myself through a movie this way. Yeah, I it's, mean, it, I guess you have to forgive it that because it is. I mean, it's not Dave Made a Maze, so <sighs> it's got that going for it. Um Wait a minute. Who picked that movie? Was that you or me? I think it was or like Was that Barb? That was like, that movie that I did was, not like. That was a movie picked by committee. Oh, okay. Um, with the four of us. <laughs> thought I had I one. thought this movie was a, definitely, I mean, it had its good points. It had its originality to it. It had some nice callbacks to some influences before it. It was different enough, I think, for me to kind of forgive it, its flaws. 
is it going to be high up there on my list of of best horror movies? Probably not. But as far as its influence and it's different. And there's a lot of things that I did I, I can definitely appreciate about it. You know, like like I said, you can kind of relate to them okay. in their adolescence and stuff like that. But like I said, for me, had this been like maybe a little bit more stylized, those flaws and and plot holes and narrative issues with it could have been forgiven. I think maybe I just figured out what my problem is. Okay. So on the other podcast for 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 for, for October, mm-hmm. we did our top five lists, and this year we always try and do something uh, you know horror related to Halloween because Mike is really into to scary movies. So this year we did our top vampire movies, werewolf movies, zombie movies, and then we did our own original horror movie ideas. Mm-hmm. So whenever I research a top five list, I always take that topic and I search it on the internet because I always there's always one I forget about. Mm-hmm. That you're like, oh, you know, like, what's your favorite science fiction movie? And you're like, oh, it's this, 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 and this, and easy. And then you're like, oh, shit, I f- totally forgot about that one. So when we did the werewolf movies, not being a monster horror fan, I'm kind of limited in my repertoire. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my top werewolf movie was What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> my top vampire movie was what, what We, we do, do in the Shadows. shadows. Well, that film is freaking brilliant. I'm it sorry. Is. It is. I have never watched a film before and just enjoyed yes. the ride as much as I had with that movie. Right. But one of my werewolf movies was Teen Wolf. Because I, I love it. But I go on the internet and I search for best werewolf movies. Right. And I found like five or six top ten lists. And every one of them, Ginger Snaps was in the top three. And I'm like, God damn, this movie must be really good. It's not a top three movie mm-hmm. to me. I maybe, maybe, maybe I was expecting too much. And I think that of all the things that I like about this podcast the most is no matter what you pick for me, I really don't know what I'm about to watch because I've never seen it. Like my interpretation of Heather's was completely different than what it actually was. Um, what was the other one with? Um, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. There's yeah. several. Some of them, you know what's going to happen. You know, even though you may not know the story, you, you kind of know what you're in for. I'm wondering if I wasn't let down. Like if I, if, right. like if I had, I'm like, oh shit, we're about to watch Ginger Snaps because we were going to watch, like we said, American Werewolf in London. That was also in everybody's top three, and most most of the times that was number one. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't. Um, I've obviously seen the transformation scene, and I've never seen the transformation Tom, scene. Was it? I can't think of his name. Who's the? Who is the uh, special effects guy on Tom that? Segura. Tom Segura. Tom Green. Tom Skittles. I think Tom Cruise. I can't think of his name. Um, I've actually seen him speak, um, and of course they played that, you know, yeah, of course segment and stuff yeah. like that. But I have never seen the full movie. I don't. Okay. I don't recall uh, watching it. No. Okay. So. I mean, maybe it's hard to watch a movie from 1981 mm-hmm. and say, "Oh my God, it's fucking amazing." Right. Very few, mo- very few of those movies still hold up. Right, or it's iconic because of what one, it did when it one did it. particular scene or what it did when yeah. it did it. And I think Ginger Snaps happens to be fall into that category. Okay, so which um, scene? 
not the scene, but just the what it addresses. What it addresses the that it's different. Um, that it kind of takes roots that you you don't expect as far as you know female protagonists and female werewolves. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at something that I can't say because I'll end up sleeping in the living room tonight. <laughs> oh God! I just I just think that that it's there's there are some things about it that are groundbreaking. Okay. So that I and with women more and more enjoying horror, um, because the nineties even though you, you got a lot more final girls and stuff like that, you know, some of, some of these movies have been more and more misogynistic to, to one extent or another. And so this really kind of broke into more of horror being a, a woman genre as well. Okay. And uh, so that's why that's I think it. it probably it probably rates pretty high. And then you also have to realize that you know the people who are writing these listicles and stuff like that are are probably a good ten fifteen years younger than us as well. And they grew up watching and rewatching Ginger Snaps the yeah, way that we that's fair enough grew up watching and rewatching the things that we watched. So that's, that's fair you know it probably becomes a a sentimental favorite as well. Okay, so. Those are those. Those are my thoughts on it. I don't know if I have a whole lot more to talk okay. about. To be honest All with right. you, do you? I, I don't. Um, you know, we we kind of pep, you know we we do our segment. I have questions about things that kind of take us out of the movie, um, or you know, kind of don't hold our, you know, uh, suspension of disbelief enough to kind of carry us through. And I think we've talked about a lot of those things. Um, or things after the movie where you're like, wait a minute, it, those types of things for for our I have questions. We've we've talked a lot about it here. Do you have any more? I have a couple. Okay. Um. So, uh, we we mentioned it, but we didn't discuss it. How did she know where to go get the body? The mom. How did she know to just go out into the thing and dig the body up? I think they spent a lot of time in the the shed. So. I mean, if they suspected something with the daughter, that that's probably the first place she'd want to go because they show Bridget in that shed writing things down and tracking like her menstrual cycle, Ginger's menstrual cycle. So she kind kind of because I think she was assuming cycles, her cycle has had something to do with a lot of things. Um, that's why it was kind of strange when she gets you know in the car making out with the boyfriend. You know, she starts yelling, she's ovulating, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like she would know that. Um, so maybe they spent like, that's kind of a hangout place for them. So maybe that's the first place she'd go. Like, where would you hide a body? But okay. I, I don't know. That's, that's my thought. So, so the boy that she gets sick. Right. Can't remember his name. Billy? Uh, Bobby? Brandon, something like Brandon. that. Brandon. Yeah. This guy comes to school mm-hmm. looking like. Hell. Full on AIDS. <laughs> he zits. AIDS patient. Right. That's a meth addict. <laughs> and nobody notices anything <laughs> after two days. This guy literally has pieces of his face falling off. <laughs> no, I don't think it was that. It just was like really bad acne, wasn't it? No. Oh. No. He, that. Let me see. Let me try and figure, find the words to describe what he... Oh, yeah. He's I greasy. It fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. Those are the words I'm looking for. He looks fucked up. He He's... Uh, there's... Come on. 
His parents don't notice that. His buddies don't notice that. His teachers don't. I mean, there was no cops in the entire town, so I don't right. know why they would notice anyway. Right. His name was Jason. Jason. Um, <laughs> yeah, they probably picked it because of that. Um, yeah, so I to me, I didn't, I don't remember. It's been a month, so I don't remember that I, you know, I kind of focused on the fact that he had really bad acne. He was like greasy and stuff like that. And I mean, again, that's kind of like, but see, your the, body just does, does like your own, when you're in adolescence, it's, it, you're in your own body horror every day. So I think that they were trying to, you know, yeah, but heighten he, that. But he wasn't at the beginning of the movie. He was a really good looking young man because he was like, yeah. oh yeah, they all want it. They all get it from me. He was very oh, egotistical. So, they were very creepy lurkers, oh, weren't they? they? Oh. What the fuck is going on that the girls are playing field hockey and the boys are sitting in the stands yeah, were they in, in class, gym class? smoking yeah. cigarettes? Yeah. Yeah. It was everybody in this in this movie that was under eighteen smoked. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else to do up there. I guess <laughs> that that and smoke it, joints. It right? was it was really creepy. It was like it was like an introduction to Penn State oh. athletics coaching. Yeah, that's how fucked up it was. They're creepers, all right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So okay, I can buy that. I can. I can. I can get. That, I mean, that it, issue. none of it ruins the movies, but you're just like, what was the director going for there? I mean, right. Like, I, I, I was he trying to make Bridget and Ginger bad girls? Air, air quotes, bad girls with bad girls because we smoke. No, I don't think so. I think they're just trying to make them that antisocial. You know. But if everybody's smoking, they're not being antisocial. That's they're true. doing what it, it was just. It just I don't know. It's shows just, a just small town life. Everybody's weird, bored. Weird I, I yeah. don't know. Okay. Maybe. All right. Um, just some thoughts. I mean, for me, it was the, you know, if you if the, there's a dead dog on the field, hockey field, you don't, you know, like the first thing that you, you would think the teacher would do, the gym teacher would be to inspect the field. You don't want people to get hurt and you would think everybody would have seen it. The teacher right? was, the teacher wasn't available until Ginger beat the shit out of what's-her-nuts. Mm. She wasn't even out there. And all of a sudden, somebody gets punched in the face like, oh, you're such a bad girl. Yeah, and that's I, maybe that speaks to, you know, a little bit of what we got in um, Let the Right One In, too, where the teachers were just not attentive, right? They usually aren't in these... In these types of movies. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, good enough. Um, They're just as disaffected as the kids. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else, really. I don't. Did you have box office or anything on this? No, because there was no. It was not released domestically. Okay. Do you want me to look up what the? I can look up the international was real quick. Vamp I me. know it got. You Vamp. know, it got a lot of like festival honors. Um. Vamp. <laughs> all right so thanks yeah, for listening everybody no <laughs> sorry i was trying to look up something as well oh here it is the awards worldwide it made 2554 dollars <laughs> it made well, that oh uh, that was domestic yeah. It, so that's it. Uh, so it's but just Canada. 
we know we know that it made money because of the the DVD sales and the movie sales and the and the yeah. and the other sales. So, so it got a lot of like small awards. Obviously, this is not like going to be in contention for like an Oscar or anything. But the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films uh, gave it best DVD release. Canadian Comedy Awards. Uh, the Fangoria. A lot of uh, Chainsaw Award winners for Best Screenplay. Um, a lot of nominees at the Genie Awards, International Horror Guild. Um, I don't even know what that one is, so I'm not going to say. A Toronto Film and Critics Association Award, I guess. A lot of nominations, a few few awards, but... Okay. So... Innovate. I'm trying to contain myself while I hear the cat scratching the carpet out there so I don't yell into the microphone. Real calm. Real calm. Ooh, fuss. <sighs> that cat is driving me crazy. Okay. I know he's so cute and he's so sweet, but man, he's destructive. Okay. So, enough about the cats. All right. All right. So, we have. Uh, three scenes that stood out to you i'm not gonna say favorite scenes i have uh, um all right the opening montage the credits where they're doing the pictures agreed were so it, it was because i'm i'm going man what the hell is going on in this town and then when they showed you what it was i'm like okay yeah. the, the second favorite is the scene where they use that idea and that technique to cover up the girl that slipped in the kitchen and killed and died right i don't know you don't have a third um no you know what i do and this is what disappoints me about it because it was so good when she was having the conversation with bridget about how she could just turn the gas on and blow the house up and they could all go somewhere else that just gave me the chills fucking dark i'm like holy shit Hey, hey Forget the fact that that's her husband. Right. Okay? Because there are lots of mothers in this world who are right. not with their kids' fathers. Right. That's her daughter's father. Yeah. Hey, Bridget! <laughs> I'm going to knock off your dad tonight. <laughs> Pack your shit. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what she was saying. Yep, pretty much. We can go. We can go anywhere. Yeah, that was crazy. It was absolute that that gave me the chills the first time I watched it. I'm like, think, what the hell? You think she was thinking about Tom Cruise when she was saying that line? Maybe who knows? <laughs> I hated how they doubted her up too, because she had the weird like sweatshirts, like the embroidered sweatshirts with the mom jeans and the like the little blouse underneath. But what killed me the most was her hair. Like she had those little like curls loops in the front and when they show her at night you know berating her husband about something she's got curlers in there to make her hair do that <laughs> i'm like mimi rogers even as she's aged you know, like she shows her age and that's fine and i'm 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 all i'm here for it but she's always been such a beautiful woman and it's just like oh god what are you doing to this poor thing <laughs> yeah but they did it on purpose i think yeah, they wanted i, I think they wanted her 
that way, obviously. Yeah, so. obviously, but it was just that that was annoying to me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in agreement with you. I think that the opening montage definitely sets you up for something, seeing something a little bit different, and trying to get into the mindset of these girls. Um, I think the scene with the taping. I mean, to me, like taping her tail down uh, because it's like there there are little parts in the scene that like could uh, it obviously would not be pulled out of real life because of the fantastical elements of them, like having the tail or trying to shave your legs and get all that hair off and stuff like that. But those are scenes that are also like, take the fantastical elements out and you've still got something you can, you, you, you've got something to relate to like the tail being the pad or the, um, the hair just dealing with shaving your legs and body hair and stuff like that. Like those things, um, definitely like pull that theming of you know like anthropy and in adolescence being almost akin to each other you know and yeah um i had a different third one too and let me think about it like okay you can think about it while i say yeah, this go ahead there was another thing and i had thought about it today and i wrote my i wrote it down at work i had a whole thing of notes and i left mm-hmm. my notebook at, at work of course i did um <laughs> There's another reason that I have um, I was on the fence with this movie. Okay, mm-hmm. whenever there is a quote unquote victim in a movie, right, you sympathize with them and you want them to be saved. Right. I did not sympathize with Ginger. She no, and that's and I think that's what they were talking about. Like you have the victim and you have she turned into the villain. a full on right. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I am embracing this. And I and I'm and I'm okay with the fact that I'm ripping people apart. Now she does have that line where something about um, I feel different inside. What like you want to have sex? No, like I want to tear everything to fucking pieces. Right. Right. But she hits that point. Basically, I guess about the time of the dance, mm-hmm. where she's like, "I'm I'm gonna be a werewolf," and basically showed Bridget, "You're gonna drink the blood." Oh, you're not going to drink the blood. I just killed your buddy, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to kill you. I I did I didn't. About halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. I wasn't interested in Ginger living. Yeah, I mean, and I I understand there, that, but it's hard for me. It's like the girl with all the gifts. Yeah. I get it. It's the right ending, but I don't like it. I think there there are two ways of looking at this. One, Ginger was that way to begin with, right? Because she was. True. She was like, "My way or the highway," right? When it come when it came to Bridget, and she's very controlling over Bridget. Um, The other thing is, as because this is a a virus, like you brought up twenty eight days later earlier, that's a virus too. It's a rage virus. So, can you blame those victims for killing? Yes, because they didn't get vaccinated. But I think it also, (laughs) I think it also, it just got the double deuce. Um, Two birdies looking in my direction. I think too, this is, if you look at it in the context of a feminist film, just because she's unlikable doesn't mean she's not a victim, right? So are we victim blaming if we saying that, you know, she deserves to die. Well, it's 2021. All women are victims. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that, no. you know, it also brings to mind um, 
I think it was Robin Williams said, you know, cocaine intensifies your personality, but what if you're an asshole to begin with? Yeah. Yeah, that's the no, other I thing. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> it makes me think of. Yeah. I, well, it's not that I wanted her to die. Mm. It's just that I wasn't all broken up about it because they, they turned her... No love lost. Yeah, they turned her in. She was the evil person. So mm-hmm. at, at the end, she was the antagonist. Let's be honest. She was the antagonist the entire movie because of the way she treated Bridget from the get-go. So... I mean that's some good that's some good writing. Mm-hmm. I'll give I'll give him that. But again, I will go back to Girl with All the Gifts. Great movie, well done. Proper ending. Didn't like it. Just not what I wanted to see. But that doesn't mean I can't respect it. Okay. So I don't think I I think that was it. Like did that's pretty did much we cover, it, yeah. yeah we covered it all. All righty. Okay, so we watched Ginger Snaps on Amazon Prime. Yeah. We rented it. Yeah. Uh, $69.95. Four, four easy installments of $69.95. <laughs> I think it was just $6.99, wasn't it? No, $3.99? It, was, it was $3.99 or $2.99, yeah. Okay, so if you want to go see Ginger Snaps, that's where it is residing currently um, as of the day of this recording. So... I think... My question. Oh, go ahead. Nope. Never mind. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll discuss this in our okay. revamping of the show. So okay. you have one more question for me. Oh well, obviously, would a uh, question that we ask each other all the time at the end of this is, "Would you watch it again?" <laughs> no, but I would watch two. You would watch two. What I have heard about two. Is it a? It's a little bit more male gazy in this one, that one. But it's also what the hell does that mean? It it it's this one was kind of done. Even though she sexualized herself throughout this whole thing, I don't think she was ever treated like a sex object by the camera. I've heard. That maybe the second one's a little more eye candy. Maybe, um, but yeah. I don't know. I, it's it seems strange. So yeah, that was my next question: was would the the sequel slash prequel be something you'd watch, or the TV show for that matter, if that ever comes out? I'd give I'd give the second one a whirl. Yeah, I I it would have a short leash. Mm-hmm. Like if I got thirty minutes in and I was like, I'd be done. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would stop watching it, but. Okay. I mean, I guess that's it. Yeah. I'm not sure about going forward and seeing those the the two subsequent movies on this either, to be honest with you. Um, sometimes I think when you try to serialize something, it's got to be done right or it's not going to be good. You know? I, I think the main reason that I want to watch it is because I want to know how the hell she's in the movie. And, oh, I can I can answer that question for and I, you. And I want to know. <laughs> I, I want to know if they address the mom. Probably like, not. Like, is she a hooker living in Ontario now? Or <laughs> I mean, what? She was found with the fingers. She got falsely arrested. You know, case sera, sera. That's what. That's that's. There's your movie right there's there. There's your movie. She gets arrested for the murder of the girl because she has the fingers in her possession. Ginger and Bridget have to turn into werewolves to break her out of prison. Ooh. Chaos ensues. <laughs> the only way that they can Mr. track Calling. down the only way that they can track down the 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 werewolf horde that's rescuing the mom 
is to release the vampire horde that they have secretly stashed in um, Trudeau's basement. <laughs> and don't forget the mummy core. Yeah. Well, the mummy core is just there in case there's another toilet paper shortage. <laughs> oh, they got screwed in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, right. our next episode will be the Venom, Venom 2. Yeah, we will do our best, um, hopefully in a few weeks, to get to you a, our double feature um, with our special guests for Venom, Venom 2. Um, and then we are going to take a little bit of a hiatus. And uh, hopefully, we, we don't want to be giving you... Um, you know, not our best. So we want to kind of restock, revamp a little bit, and come back refreshed just for you. Okay. All righty. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we are most active on Instagram at, at the handle at HoneyWatchThis. Uh, we also have a Twitter account, same handle. Um, we are on Facebook, but we rarely po- post there. And if you would like to um, follow my interest in life and the other part of my uh, my world as far as thrifting and recycled fashion and all that fun stuff, then you can follow me at marketing underscore angel. And if you would like to listen to another podcast in the meantime, may I suggest Top 5 for Fighting. Take it away, Greg. Oh, where am I taking it? <laughs> uh top five for fighting it's the other podcast i do with my friend mike uh we talk about all kinds of stuff we talk about movies comics video games tv shows um sports general nonsense and stuff folly it's just all folly we just kind of the whole premise is two guys just getting together and talking about stuff that buddies would talk about in there Man cave. In their man cave. We have a couple special episodes coming up. We have um we have a a, a guest coming up on a ep- the next episode and uh we do like our last five our last top five list was our favorite internet memes. So it's fun. It's different. It's different than this one. So Yeah, it's a little bit different. A little well, I mean it's you 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 guys really speak well when it comes to your talk about the sports that you like true so you do sports analysis you talk about pop culture marvel dc and whatnot movies uh we do we do a lot of a lot with uh, new movies that are coming and uh i mean i i like a lot type movies mike is more of a guy's movie he likes comedies and actions more than he does anything else but that's okay (laughs) because he's very well versed in them so all right. Give it a whirl. There's 129 episodes of it that you can listen to. So um, while we are on hiatus, if you have any comments or you'd like to make some suggestions or suggest a movie for us to do into 2022, um, you're more than welcome to slide into our DMs um, at Honey Watch This on either Twitter or Instagram. And I think that is all. Thank you for listening. That is all. Have a happy and merry and safe and joyous Thanksgiving. And lots of food, too. No indigestion. There'll be cranberries there. (laughs) Yeah, it will be cranberries. I didn't eat them all. (laughs) 